Welcome to the Reconnect podcast. We are so excited to have you here. In this podcast, we are discussing all topics around Tantra, conscious relationship and sacred sexuality. We believe every couple is meant to enjoy an amazing sex life, constantly deepening the loving connection, lighthearted playfulness and passionate ecstasy between each other. We are Melly and Damien Pram, a married couple, parents, Tantra teachers and relationship coaches. Our mission is to help couples to reconnect to themselves, each other and the divine, to live a fulfilling relationship and sexuality and bring more love and consciousness into the world. Hello and welcome to our next episode, 5 mistakes that threaten the connection in the relationship. In general, all people long for connection in the relationship. And yet it is not that easy to create this connection and above all to maintain it over the years. Most of the time the feeling of connectedness is still very strong in the beginning phase. We constantly seek the closeness of our partner, have passionate sex, we talk about our dreams for hours until late night and shower the loved one with small gestures of attention and love. There is no place we'd rather be than in our partner's arms. And why can't it be always like this? Why does it eventually always become so difficult and exhausting in a relationship? What actually stands in the way of the connection in the long run? Even if it feels beautiful, the connection in the beginning of your relationship is, to be honest, mostly still relatively superficial. We try our best and show our best side. But no one is always loving, courteous and empathic. At some point, the time will come when we also get to know the other side of the partner. This is the point that defines whether the connection to each other will deepen and the feeling of affection turns into love or whether we will gradually move away from each other, start living side by side and long for the feeling of the early days. So what needs to be avoided in order to maintain or even deepen the connection beyond this point in time? First of all, we need to be aware of the judgment of the partner because this prevents the connection in the partnership. The question that probably everyone has asked themselves at some point is, how would my partner react when they find this secret about me out? We all have traits, preferences and thoughts that we usually prefer to hide from others. But in an intimate relationship with growing closeness, sooner or later the point comes when it becomes difficult to maintain one's own ideal image. And we either consciously start to show our rough edges or the partner discovers them themselves. This can be the muffin tops or the hair on the back. This can be the secret fantasy being dominated in bed or the desire for an open relationship. The big question is how do we deal with it? Do I suddenly stop admiring my partner because she has gained some weight? And do I judge her when she is taking another piece of cake? Am I making a big scene because he addresses the topic of open relationships? Because he, like all men, he only has one thing in mind? Such reactions can quickly destroy the emotional security and trust in the relationship. 
because that's how I convey to my partner. You are not okay the way you are. And therefore I attach conditions to my love. Just like most of us already know from our parents from childhood. What the partner gets is usually the realization that it is dangerous to show themselves authentically. The result? Either accommodation and oppression or rebellion and strife. And both at the expenses of connection. Either she tries to please her partner, go on a diet, order only one salad in the restaurant and to permanently suck in her stomach in bed. Or she falls even more into unhealthy eating habits to numb her own pain about being not good enough for him. Either he will suppress his needs and never bring up the topic of open relationships again, but maybe 10 years later he will cheat in a relationship crisis and live it out in other ways. Or there will be an argument that is constantly repeating in which both parties accuse each other for being horny or being prude. Both strategies leads to both partners moving further and further away from each other and having distance dominate their everyday life. What is needed instead is empathy, understanding and acceptance. A safe space in which both can show themselves authentically without being judged. This doesn't mean that I have to put up with everything or have to go along with it. I can accept that my partner has the need for an open relationship show him or her understanding and still express that I can't imagine that at the moment because I'm still struggling with strong jealousy. I can accept that my partner is messier than me and still express my own needs for a clean home. When I manage to accept my partner as he is, with all his traits and preferences, to hear and understand him, then true connection and intimacy can develop. And then the probability is much higher than he can also hear and understand me and that we can find a solution that suits us both. The second mistake is expectation and miscommunication. This brings me to the second big point that decides whether there is more closeness or distance in a relationship. Communication. Unfortunately, very few of us have learned how to communicate in a way that creates connection in the relationship. Many people are used to communicating demands or expectations instead of expressing their own wants and needs. The difference is, if I communicate a wish, my partner is absolutely free to decide whether he wants to fulfill it or not. If so, it creates a feeling of gratitude and appreciation in me. If not, that's perfectly fine too. Then I just have to find another solution. A demand, on the other hand, can look the same at first glance and be formulated super friendly, but is linked to the expectation that the partner will fulfill it. If he does, that's self-evident and needs no further attention. However, if he does not fulfill them, he often has to be expected consequences such as criticism, disappointment, anger or punishment. Unfortunately, in our work with couples, we see again and again how often they mainly make demands on each other and thus also endanger the connection in the relationship. Most people love to fulfill the wishes of the loved ones, to give them gifts and to enjoy the happiness of their partner. This creates closeness and connection. 
but very few people like fulfilling expectations or demands. This usually automatically leads to resistance, arguments and distance. Another point which is just as damaging for the relationship is the tendency to not communicate one's own needs at all. To only give to please the partner and hope that they will notice what we need if they really love us. And unfortunately this rarely happens in reality and in the most cases leads to frustration and resignation. So if I have considered point one and accepted and understood the partner with all their characteristics and needs, it is just as important to express my needs as well. This is the only way an equal relationship can work. And when I do this in the form of I messages and wishes instead of accusations and demands, I also increase the likelihood of my partner hearing and understanding me too. And only when we both have understood what is really important to the other, we can look for a common win-win solution that satisfies both needs. The third mistake is hard net fronts and protection strategies. And of course it happens in every relationship that there are arguments. We say things that we regret afterwards or we withdraw offended. These are moments where we can decide for connection or for distance or protection. John Goffman, who has done the most comprehensive research on relationships and marriage, describes criticism, contempt, justification and walls as the four factors that can destroy a relationship in the long run. If we repeatedly criticize our partner, react with contempt to what he says or does, constantly justify or close ourselves off in conflict situations and break off contact, then this is a fatal effect on the connection in the relationship. At the end of the day, these are all strategies many people use to protect themselves when they are triggered or feeling attacked. So if you recognize yourself in it, it is not a matter of judging yourself for it, but of understanding the reasons and the triggers behind the situation and to bring more awareness in the situation. Every behavior has a good reason and we may meet ourselves with compassion in the first step. Because you probably learned this behavior from your parents or adopted it in your early childhood to survive. And unfortunately today it is no longer helpful, especially in intimate connection and intimate relationship where you actually long for connection. That's why the second step is about becoming more and more aware when you fall into this old pattern. It often helps in this moment to pause or even get out of the situation. When we practice this at the beginning of our relationship, we notice during an argument that we are no longer listening to each other, but only accusing each other or justifying ourselves. And then one of us said stop and we took some time to sort things out for ourselves, our own feelings, our own thoughts. And then we remembered ourselves what we actually wanted and this was connection. So then quickly it became clear that the connection in the relationship is not possible as long as you both remain in our ego and want to be right or win. So creating true connection takes openness and vulnerability, a willingness to talk about your feelings, your wants, your needs, rather than pointing out what your partner did wrong. Taking responsibility for your own behavior, apologizing, forgiving and remembering what unites us as a couple 
and that we are not working against each other but actually have some the same goal. And this is exactly what always helped us. Nowadays we often manage in the conversation directly that one of us creates awareness and says stop, we are caught in an unhealthy pattern here right now. And then together we remember what we actually want. And sometimes it also helps to uh, research together why one of us is so triggered in a situation and what feeling and needs are actually behind it. So key is always the awareness, the vulnerability and the forgiveness. The fourth mistake is a lack of physicality. And everyone needs touch. We are all social beings and physical closeness is not only important for our happiness but also for our health. In most cases, the frequency of touch in a relationship also correlates with the degree of connection. At the beginning of the relationship, we usually can't keep our hands off each other. We walk holding hands, sit close together and constantly seek physical contact to one another. We hug and kiss a lot and have sex as much as possible. But over time, the touch and thus also the connection in a relationship becomes less and less. Sexuality also becomes less and less for many couples in the, in the course of time and sometimes even falls asleep completely. In order to strengthen the connection in the relationship again, you can decide to give your partner more physical contact again and to consciously seek his or her proximity, both in everyday life and in bed. The fifth mistake is no time for each other. And this is uh, also a really big one, the lack of time for the relationship in general. And everyone seems to have far too many appointments and commitments and an endless to-do list that grows every day. And the candlelight dinner with your partner, time for sex, a day at the spa, etc. is at the bottom of the list for many long-term couples and therefore always falls short. This behavior shows the partner every day that work and children, household, sports, social media and television program is obviously more important than one's own relationship. Everything that is supposed to thrive and blossom needs our attention and regular care. Everyone knows that indoor plants needs to be watered regularly to keep them from drying. And yet many couples wonder why the relationship falls apart after not maintaining it for three years, for example. So if you long for a relationship or marriage that is vibrant, gives you energy and satisfies your needs for connection, passion and fulfillment, then it is simply important to invest time in it on a regular basis. And by that I don't just mean cleaning up the kitchen together or watching a movie together, but real quality time in which real encounters take place. This can be time for deep connection or playing or laughing together. This can be time for intimacy, hugs, massage or passionate sexuality. This can be time or trips together, short vacation or just a date night. It is best to schedule this time in the calendar and give it necessary priority. So if you consider all these points, accept your partner as he or she is, communicate your wishes and needs openly, bring more and more awareness into your patterns, show yourself vulnerable and plan regular quality time for the relationship and the physical closeness, then your relationship too is sure to blossom again soon. And the connection between you and your partner will grow deeper and deeper over time. 
Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. If you liked it, make sure you share it with your partner or any friend you may think this is valuable for. If you want to dig deeper into Tantra and really experience the magic it can bring into your relationship, you can go to our website reconnectprem.com and download our three Tantra practices for deeper connection. You will also find the link in the show notes. And if you enjoy the podcast, we are super grateful if you subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you so much. We wish you all the best, Melly and Damien. And always remember to reconnect to yourself, reconnect to your partner, reconnect to love.